All right, I can't help it. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started. Sure, sure. After a, a few <laughs> stuttered attempts here, we'll go ahead and get started. After you scream at G Money or whatever. Listen, we don't need to reference the prior <laughs> attempt. There's no need for that. It, it was hysterical. So. All right, cool. It is recording. So, first and foremost, I want to thank you for coming all the way out here from Buffalo. On Veterans Day. On Veterans Day. A couple of... Uh, couple of veterans uh, on Veterans Day just talking just in general. So the first thing I want to start with straight up is your kind of your brief timeline of what you did in the Army, what what time you spent, and where you were overall. 2011, September, I walked in. Well, August, September, I walked in the recruiting office and um, just basically told them I wanted money for, I, I did say this to the recruiter, I, want, I wanted money for school and mm-hmm. I don't want to be combat. So, <laughs> so you start there, um, took the ASVAB, did, did, they would do like Thursday meetups. I don't know if they did that. You know, I know you were before me, but. So for me, it was in high school. So it was a different. Oh, it's a little different. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was kind of like a not high school grifter recruit kind of, which is like a little <laughs> different if you remember. It was. Like who you, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, took the ASVAB, did all right. Um, they told me I could be a 35 golf Intel imagery satellite analyst of some sort. Not combat? Cool. Good to go. So, shipped out of Niagara Falls in 2013, April. So, hold on. You went to the recruiting station in 2011. 2012, sorry. Oh, 2012? Okay. Yes, 2012. Okay. And then 2013. So, six months it took to leave. And then 2013. Again, not a high school, because high school you could just leave right away. But, um, And I feel like maybe a long time ago you could leave right away. But no, I had to wait six months. Left out of Niagara Falls, went to Fort Sill. Fort Sill for basic training. Um the worst part of basic training, I'm just going to pick key things that I think about as I go through the timeline. I'm going to go through the whole thing, not too long. Yeah, yeah. The worst part of basic training is in processing. Funny enough. Uh, did you feel <laughs> that way? Um, well, you had a no. different one. <laughs> no, I think in processing was, was rough because it was the first exposure to somebody telling you how to live your life. It's also, yes, it's also anticlimactic. You have this idea of what you're about <laughs> to walk true. into, and you sit there for a week and you do nothing. It's not like I don't, you come happened, right off What the happened bus. to you again? You, something happened a bit. Did you restart, or did you have to get no, held no, back no. in nope. in process? No, no, no. For me, in processing, the shock was watching people going through a drug and alcohol withdrawal. Oh, I do remember that. And I specifically remember this one guy. He was from Texas. I think he was. Oh, that's a small nugget, but a good one. It, well, it, it was it was a struggle. So I'm I'm 17 years old, fresh mm-hmm. out of high school, mm-hmm. and when you join the army, at least from my perspective, you think you're joining the army with a bunch of 17 year olds. Nah, no, not at Again, that time. Doesn't have to be a high school. These characters like me. <laughs> right, 2006, 2007 was mm-hmm. the height of the surge. So there was waivers for everything. So as long as you had all of your limbs, you weren't blind or deaf, and you didn't have a transmittable disease, you could get in. Yeah. Crimes didn't matter. Addictions didn't matter. Nothing. So when I first got there, the average age of people was probably like 22, 23. And that doesn't sound very old. But when you're 17 and these people have already fucked their lives to the point where they're in the army. Yeah, yeah. So in this particular case, I go to the bathroom. This is like day, the second night. It's like midnight. I go to the bathroom, take a piss, and I'm leaving, and I realize there's a guy in there, and he's in the hand sanitizer trying to water it down a little bit with like sink water and drinking it. it. Yeah, yeah. And that's how he's trying to get over his like 
withdrawal from alcohol. So that was like my brief experience yeah. in, in in processing and, and I do remember the first night being restless when everybody's laying there and you're supposed to like go to bed. Yeah. I do re- remember restless. And and the general restlessness is why I assumed, oh yeah, that's a good nugget. That's I would have never thought of that, but like you actually saw someone. So that's I don't think we ever I think someone tried to drink um Listerine or something like that. I don't I don't I remember. I think that's pretty common. Yeah, oh well. for sure it is. Yeah. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. That's I I'm not sure that's common for like underage people. So like trying to get drunk and they're dumb, you know. Yeah, it's different when you mm. see what you would consider at the time to be a grown man literally True. trying to get rid of the shakes. True. Because he's having severe withdrawals. Yeah. Especially when and you're people die from Especially that. when you're 17. You're like, people, oh my God. Right. And people die from that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that so, was in processing for me. But yeah, it, other than Well, that, what happened? Didn't you get sick or some shit like that? That's why I brought that up. Like, Oh, that was in... I was in basic training. That's we right. were in the cycle at that point. And you I didn't get recycled gotten, though, right? No, 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 no. I had gotten uh, strep throat. That's right. But I didn't want to go to sick call. Because you can't be a sick call ranger. If you're a sick call ranger, you're you're screwed yes. for the rest of the basic yeah. training cycle. I don't think they'll ever be able to get rid of that mentality. That's always going to sit there in the military. For sure. There's no way. So yeah. I waited That's so long, gone. though, that I was sleeping on... So in basic training, you had to do your own laundry. And we had a laundry room at the end of the barracks. I was sleeping on the uh, dryers to be warm. Because I was shivering. I was dead-ass cold. Mm. We go to the chow hall the next morning. I break formation and puke my guts out all over the front of the defect. And drill sergeant was like, get the fuck out of here. What is wrong with you? You're obviously <laughs> fucked up. So right. I go there. They're like, hey, your kidney is about to explode. We need to get you to the hospital. So he got me over to the hospital. Got my temperature down. Got everything all squared away. Got my meds for strep throat. Went back. And the drill sergeant, for the rest of the time, was like, you're, I, I get what you're doing, but don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah. You're being an idiot. They know what you're doing. And they kind of support what you're doing. But they're going to say the right thing. And, like, they feel the same way. So. <laughs> that was a big one for me. Basically. I think knowing who you are, it's always a, a, if you continue on, is always discretion in the military, no matter what it is. I think you're a good person. And. They probably knew that. They probably gave you a little bit more leeway to come back. Some people would get recycled, and especially ranger school stories I would hear. I did not go to ranger school, but ranger school stories I would hear, like, just people getting recycled for, you know, no reason. You know, just, like, they shouldn't have been, but, like, they didn't like them, or this person was liked, wasn't the greatest, pushed them through. (laughs) So it's So let's take a step back, because now you're talking about ranger school. You were in a ranger regiment. Yeah. You just never got the chance to go to Ranger School Correct. because you ended up getting out early. Well, not early, Fair. but you finished your contract. Let's, How oh, did yeah. you get into the Ranger Regiment? Yeah, let's, let's keep going. Let's that. keep going. Let's keep going. One more thing I want to say about BASIC. I yeah. want to hear what you thought about this. Not physically demanding. Mentally demanding. Mentally destructive. Correct. Oh, better way to put it. <laughs> <Better> <laughs> I, I'll tell you a it. quick story. I remember being in the smoke pit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's raining outside. It's gross. You're covered in mud. Every single drill sergeant has apparently slept with your mom or mm-hmm. beat the shit out of your dad or every single mm-hmm. thing in the book, right? They're mm-hmm. screaming and yelling at you. They're just trying to break you. And I remember doing push-ups and I'm looking over to my right and this kid's doing push-ups right next to me. I have no idea who this kid is. Never mm-hmm. met him a day in my life. This is early on. This is the second day. Oh, this is sure. the next morning from when you're in, right? Which you only slept for like two hours because they yeah, keep messing yeah, with you, right? right. Mm-hmm. We're doing push-ups and I remember looking over <laughs> him and for some reason just start laughing hysterically. Like, I'm high as a kite. And all of a sudden, I can do every single push-up perfectly. It's like, 
I, I was broken so quickly yeah, that what... I realized where the next ceiling was. But your brain is just like laughing hysterically. And I just, I've never met this kid a day in my life and we're just cackling. Yeah. Like two little schoolgirls doing push ups, getting the shit beat out of you. Right. There's not, the way that society's built these days, there's not too many things where you're in a situation where you're completely under someone else's control, where you're forced to just operate outside of your comfort zone in almost every single way. And so I think that gets you to that state, right? Yeah, of course. There's nothing in the real world that gets you that, like... Did you have any of those, like, breaking points in basic? Oh, yeah. So... (laughs) No, in basic? Yes. But my my issue was more with people. Okay. My issue was more with people. It never... It would never break out into a fight or anything, but... So, a big part of the way I see things in life, a big part of the way I want things to be in life, which I'll never be, is fairness. Okay. And there's so many things in basic, whether it be, you know... Fire guard shit. Well, I would shell. I would sell stuff, and I would um, take shifts. And what do you mean you would sell stuff? Like, like candy, from, like okay, skittles, okay. and and it would get to a point where people get so hot about things. If you don't pick someone to sell to, by the way, <laughs> supply and demand in these markets is amazing. <laughs> but it gets to a point where, like, you're you know you you you're like, all right, I'll sell you skittles, and someone else gets mad, or like, just just you're you're in such a state for uh, like a month or two, especially in the beginning. Everybody's just on edge. And so my, my issue was never with what was going on. It was always with other people breaking down under what was going on and causing pain for everybody else. I'm just like, stop. Like, so you got to cut that shit when out. When did like, you get to the point? They're trying to do this and you're doing it. When did you get to the point so, where you had where you could have Skittles and shit? Oh, that's probably phase two or three. That's probably because they're in the MREs. They're in the MREs at the time. At the time, they were. Really? Yeah. We did, I don't there remember were skittles any of that shit. Are there different kinds of MREs? I don't know. You're making me think there might be. The kind I don't that, remember. The only thing we If you're like I combat remember? basic, they give you just like dirt and bricks. And if you're not, they're like, you know what? We need you to finish. So we're going to give you some skittles from time to time. I only remember the shitty gum. The shitty trident looking gum that would yes. make you poop. Yeah, but it was gross. Allegedly. Yeah, it was yeah, terrible. Because it, it would dissolve instantly. Oh, yeah. You get skittles. Yeah. But yeah, so selling fire guard shifts and stuff like that, too. Fire, so fire guard was a big one. Changing people's laundry in the middle of the night was a big one. Mm. People would pay. Like, hey, can you make sure my yep. shit gets dragged yeah. before everybody else is for five little... extra bucks during fire guard? Um, Especially doing things for others that you won't do for others. So then those people get mad at you. Like the fire guard stuff. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, um, anyways. So I finished that in June 2012, and I went to Arizona for AIT training. You had something called... OSET. Oh, yes. for One station unit training. Yes, and, and so does infantry, and so does... Right? So, but I have AIT, so I go to AIT. It's for seven, eight months. Um, I won't say too much about it. Um, the biggest thing is I turned 21 there, and I got to go to Tucson, which was dope. Okay. Yeah, which is dope. It's just, like, cool to... To have something like that happen in a place that, like, I was only there for seven months and I've never been, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just, just kind of cool. Kind of cool. Um, and then the big story at AIT is probably halfway through, we get Ranger recruiters that come. And um, Friday afternoon, they come to our final formation and they're doing a tryout over the weekend because um, it's a selection unit right right so they're like well we always try people out before you even go to selection just to make sure that you're someone that's quality whatever so our first sergeant is good friends with the guys that came into town knew him really well 
So our first sergeant asks for volunteers. Nobody volunteers. So our first sergeant gets really pissed and starts making people push mm-hmm. until somebody volunteered. I was the first one to volunteer. I've told this story before, said I was the only. I don't think that's true. I was the first one to volunteer to end the suffering because okay. someone had to. Right. Or else nobody had a weekend kind of a thing. You know how this goes. And then I think a couple other people did as well. But I don't remember. That's that's foggy. Sure. These memories get fady. So, But I remember I was the first one to at least end the suffering. Be like, fine, I'll do it. I, in my mind, I, I didn't care. So again, so my mentality with the army really quickly was money for school, right? That was it. I, I wasn't trying to make a career. I wasn't trying to. You don't say that when you're in. You know that. But that's not that. That wasn't my goal. So I said, okay, let's end the suffering. I'll probably fail this weekend. That's how my mind is. I'm better with it these days. But I'll probably fail this weekend, <laughs> and we'll move on. So I go on the weekend, pull ups, five mile run, the whole gambit, push ups, whatever. Um, IQ test. It was pretty wild. I think it's the only time I've ever taken an an actual IQ test. What did it come out to? Be? I don't. They don't tell you. You just submit it, and they twelve probably <laughs> came out to be communism. Not even a number. Not even a number. But um, yeah, I passed everything, and they really needed. I do remember them really needing needing my MOS. Like they needed my MOS, and they were like, I remember going that morning. And they were like, any thirty five goals. And I was again. I don't think I was the only one, but there was a few of us. I was the only one that passed for sure. And, like, after I or a few of us raised our hands, they were just like, we really need you. Don't fuck this up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, typical army-like encouragement. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, don't fuck it up. Like, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I passed. And then I um, I passed. Everybody else in my class at AIT goes to Korea, which, looking back, I didn't, I'm glad I didn't go to Korea. It would, it would be an, its own unique experience, like turning 21 in a random place. But I'm glad I didn't go to Korea. So, um so at at the end of December, twenty twelve, I go to Georgia, Fort um, Benning. Right. Fort Benning. Yep. So I get to Fort Benning, and I get there after the holidays. So I went home for two weeks. I graduated. I went home for two weeks, and mm-hmm. I came back. Which most people during the year when they graduate AIT, that's not how that works. Right. So but was that the recruiter incentive program that you got to do? No, I didn't do that. But so, I remember that. So for me, I had... I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. So I was not Ooh. a dirtbag in basic training. No, <laughs> uh, and they let people who had... You had to have... I think it was at least a 270. You had to have shot expert. And you had to have a drill sergeant recommendation to get this... I think it was called HARP or something like that. But you got an extra two weeks. And during that two weeks... You went to the top, station. You would go and help yeah. the recruiter recruit more... Um, kids to, to join the army, right. which I didn't do at all. Uh, well, let's be clear. You knew your recruiters very well. Again, the high school recruiting process versus the rando process is very different. You got to know those guys. Well, it's more than that, too. It's also, that was during the surge. So recruiting oh, was A1. Yeah, you know, right. They were right. really pushing buttons to make, excuse me, to mm-hmm. make stuff happen because the Iraq war was really popping off, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Um so I went back and I didn't do shit. I would stand around. You the mall. you would go there though. Yeah, I would go to the station. Yeah, I would hang out there for like four hours. Sure. We would go to the mall or we would go to one of the high schools in the area, and I would stand there next to the desk and, you know, if somebody asked me a question, I would answer it, and that was it. You know, I remember specifically getting in trouble with the first sergeant of recruiting because me and this other kid were at the mall. And I was looking to buy you a birthday gift, and I bought you this green champion hoodie, zip up hoodie, real thick. Um, hoodie, and I remember it because I bought myself a gray one, and I still have it today. Upstairs, and you gave that to me. You probably did. Yeah, yeah. It was green because I was like, I'm not getting this motherfucker green base shit, but I'll get him yeah, something green yeah. 
for Green huh. Bay. But I remember it vividly because that was the first time I had been legit chewed out by somebody other than being in basic training. What happened? They yelled at you? What'd in you the do? middle of the mall with knife hand and everything in the middle of the mall just fucking tearing me What did you do? Did you say? I missed it. I was supposed to be recruiting people oh, and I was yeah. fucking shopping. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay, so the they, they didn't have, they weren't complicit in you not recruiting. You just, you just like, they they like you were with were you with rocks were you no no, did no. They expect I was with you another to... kid who also found got you. the program I see. Yeah, and yeah, rocks okay. was like I I can't remember if it was him or somebody else but they were like we're gonna go to the mall and see if there's any dirtbags at the mall that want to join the army mm-hmm. was essentially the attitude sure. and they were like hey you guys go that way because <laughs> their thought was maybe if I have two new guys they'll they, maybe they'll be a bit more excited to show off their uniform and I'm a fucking PFC no it's not a bad recruiting tool. To say, like, I just finished basic. It's not bad. You can, too. Like Yes. That's fine. True. Yeah. Except we weren't doing that. We no, I know, shopping. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> we were in uniform, too. Right. It wasn't like we were in civvies or anything. So when I came back, so you, that's that's what happened to you after basic, but it wasn't holidays, right? I want to be clear about this. It wasn't the holidays. I graduated, it would have been November. So for me, I joined, technically I joined in 2006, the, the right. summer of my senior year. Right. Had to do my senior year. Um, did my senior year and went to basic training like two weeks after graduation. Maybe less. Um, oh, so that timeline. Yeah, that makes sense. And then f- for us, it was OSAT training. So it was July till I think it was November. October or November is when, when I <clears> came <throat> back. So no, it wasn't holidays. The reason I said that is because mine lined up with the holidays. What happens on the holidays? Most of the Army goes home. Jesus Christ. Like, it's the holidays. So... I go, I, f- I fly into Fort Benning to go to, and actually, there was so much confusion because they hadn't sent a lot of 35 golfs, that's why they were hurting. They hadn't sent a lot of these MLSs to Rangers, like, and Rangers haven't had in- intelligence for, maybe now it's been a while, but, it, you know, it hadn't, it's 2012, like, they hadn't had the ARMIC, Ranger Military Intelligence um, Company, for a long time. So, so that used to be just like an attachment. To it used the they would just like borrow from turds and be gotcha. like, "Give me your intelligence turds." Gotcha. Now they wanted their own intelligence turds. So there was just a lot of confusion about what I was supposed to do, and like I had orders that said go to Airborne first, but what for, what what the people at Fort Huachuca didn't know, didn't realize because they don't send people a lot is you're if you go to if you go to Ranger Regiment and you weren't going to go to Airborne. You were just going to go to wherever the F the Army wanted you. They're not going to send you to Airborne first. Why? They're not going to let you get your Airborne wings if you fail RASP. And then they're going to send you to a regular Army unit? They're not going to oh, do that. Oh, gotcha. So I show up in the middle of the night after the holidays. So it's already chaotic. Nobody's there. There's one person at the Airborne. One guy the whole Airborne duty. complex. One guy on staff <laughs> duty. And I'm like, bro, it's this is late at night. I'm like, bro, where do I go? I just came from Atlanta in the Army transport van with by, by myself, like, this must be 11 12 at night this is middle of the fucking night man nobody's up nobody's there so he was like dude i don't know what to do he's like i don't know where you're supposed to go you're not in the next airborne class you're not he's like i see your orders you're not in the next airborne class you're not on a list like i don't you're early you're like he's like i don't know i don't know what to do sleep in the airborne barracks for the night whatever like all right whatever <laughs> and you know you've been in the army you know this is not how things happen there's very like this is where you go this is what you are told to do there's never ambiguity there's never ambiguity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, what the heck? So I stay in the, the, the barracks that weekend, actually. It was the weekend. And um, I remember that Sunday, 
airborne well actually that weekend airborne recruits started to come in i was early by like the day before like the night before but they came in that saturday or whatever for the next class the first mm-hmm. class after the holidays and that sunday i remember do you remember watching um you remember when the ravens won the super bowl this is this is 20 this is 2013 you remember when the ravens won was the super that bowl? with uh, ray so, lewis yeah and okay. joe flacco so yeah, yeah, on yeah. their run there was this improbable play against the Peyton Manning Cowboys where they were down, they were going to lose the game. Flacco hail marries the ball. Was it Cowboys it, or De- uh, no? It was Denver versus Ravens in the playoffs before oh, they got okay. to the Super Bowl. Okay, okay, and it's like the highlight of that run. I didn't know too much about football, <laughs> so I, I, anyways, I just remember that Sunday was that weekend. That's why it's crisp in my mind. I'm down there and watching with these, you know, football with these airborne recruits that weekend. Blah blah blah. And it's January, so it's you know playoff football season. Come Monday, they figure me out. They ship me over to Rasp. Well, RASP wasn't starting. They have longer cycles than Airborne, right? They weren't starting till even further down. So they throw me in some random room for a week. I was in random rooms living on my bag for like two weeks, which which we've all done in the Army from for like days at a time. But this was a long time. Like, you know, so it was just really weird. Um, and as I was as I was writing and thinking about us talking about this, that's the first time I thought about it since then. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I remember how, like, strange that was. And For the general populace, it does? I think to answer your question or to kind of – continue on that path i think the problem is is as you get rid of religion we have to go through a learning curve right mm-hmm. as humans the when was the last time we were without religion when we were nomadic there's going to be a steep learning curve <laughs> right sure. and typically sure. at the beginning of any <clears throat> large change is going to be a negative curve so right now because okay. that's not a thing i hear right, you there's going to be a quick move to like instant gratification there's going to be the move to being happy right now, gluttonous, sure, sure. all, all the, the, the seven deadly sins in some kind of weird way. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think as time goes on, as the next generation comes or the next one comes after that, they're going to look back and be like, you guys literally didn't have a purpose. You didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you do mm-hmm. as a generation? And those people are going to go back and look and say, okay, how can we derive purpose and meaning without religion, without a God, if you will? And I think what you're ultimately going to find like a hundred years from now, maybe a thousand years from now, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm an idiot that's talking in my basement. So what the fuck do I know? Sure. What I think if I had to guess is going to happen is ultimately they're going to be invested more in the society and in the group as a whole. And that's where they're going to derive that meaning, purpose and identity from. 